Hi everybody. I'm Rachel, compulsive overeater and sugar addict. Hi. Um, I am so thrilled to be speaking tonight at this uh, at this special event, and really honored to be asked to speak. Um, I'm also, you know, not sad that it's a smaller group so far. I imagine it might build throughout the night, but I'm not heartbroken about it. Um, but we do have a really great message to share tonight, so I hope people keep coming in and really glad that you all could make it. Um, so for me, I just kind of wanted to first uh, first talk about the 12th tradition and read that from the AA, uh, from the AA Big Book in its long form. And it's the principle of service. It says, we of Alcoholics Anonymous believe that the principle of anonymity has an immense spiritual significance. It reminds us that we are to place principles before personalities, that we are actually to practice genuine humility, which for me translates to teachability. Um, And this is to the end that our great blessings may never spoil us, that we shall forever live in thankful contemplation. Um, and I, um, I, I don't think I've actually read that long form before. So this month has been a lot of, it helps that it's been a lot of conversation in my meetings about 12, like the 12th step within, uh, because we're work is the 12th month. We're talking about the 12 traditions and the 12 steps. Um, and it's the first time I've really paid attention to what, uh, anonymity means to me in terms of uh, really, really, really focusing on the balance of being right-sized. And um, I think that most of us can relate when we're in our disease. We are, you know, like the top, the top of the po- totem pole or the bottom of the totem pole. And um, uh, my my dad tells me that I used to when I was young, just say, this is me and this is the universe. Like when I was a little kid and I'm still like that, I'm an addict. So, I, but I think I'm like a piece of shit that's in the, in the middle of the universe and everybody and everything needs to revolve around me and kind of play my game. Right. So, um, that's what my disease is like for sure. It's controlling. And, uh, I had a long history of eating disorder behavior since I was six or seven or so. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about what it was like before, but I did want to um, put emphasis on really giving back what I've been giving and sharing my message of recovery. And this event specifically is for everyone, but we are also really wanting to encourage people that are in relapse or struggling or haven't committed to a sponsor or maybe the next step is taking sponsees and they're scared to do that to really encourage taking the next step. And taking the next indicated step is really mostly what my program has looked like. Um, and I realized that the best service that I can do, first and foremost, for myself um, is to stay abstinent, and um, and that's the best service that I can do for the group too, because then I can show up and I can have strength um, 
and struggles, but also be able to be honest and be able to really share what worked for me. And some people are going to not relate to that at all, and some people um, might find something that feels like it could support their recovery. So I think sharing your ups and downs of abstinence is really important. Um, and that's having to do with not just abstinence in the, like, in our physical form and the weight, you know, the weight and the food component, but also spiritual and emotional. So we all know the tools of recovery. If there's somebody here that doesn't, I'll just say them really quick. Plan of eating, sponsor, meeting, phone, literature, anonymity, writing, service, and action. And so I, uh, action, plan of eating, Meetings and sponsorship are probably my strongest tools right now that I use every day. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But I just wanted to give a really quick timeline of, and this is, does not look really quick, so I'm going to abbreviate it even more. Um, I came to OA in 2012, 11, and I was at my top weight um, I started the program. My very first day, I got an OA sponsor. She was a house sponsor. Um, I lost 75 pounds in nine months. And, um, and then as soon as I felt like I was in maintenance mode, got really just scared. And that the, I had been able to be willing, like I had been able to at least make it sound like higher power was in charge of the weight loss component. But then when it was maintenance time, I was terrified and I felt like it was my job to um, keep the weight off. Um, and so I started like it was, it was slow start, but I started back into the food. And then um, a lot of things happened though, when I was e even in those first nine months or uh, I, had the confidence to start dating again in my late 20s. And I hadn't dated in like seven years. Like I hadn't had a relationship in seven years because I was so terrified of intimacy and of somebody knowing me that well and of just scared of my body, just, you know, not attached to my body. Um, and I did, uh, you know, I also started Al-Anon. Um, I started working the steps right away. I, it didn't work with the first sponsor that I tried, so I started working with somebody else, um, and that sponsor had relapsed, so it was kind of like this, so I had to start again, and I have, uh, I have worked the steps all the way through once, um, and I've done, I've done five fourth steps, and I just am finishing my fourth, fifth step, uh, which is really... Everybody, I mean, I know everybody says it, but it really is a pretty incredible, humbling. It can be hurtful, but um, it's a pretty powerful process. And um, and then I was slippery with food, had a sponsor that recommended that maybe alcohol was a problem for me too. So I went to AA and decided that OA wasn't cutting it. I was still gaining weight because I was still sneak eating and not always abstinent, like in and out of abstinence. Um, and then I, uh, I joined another program and another, another anonymous program that told me that 
when I found out that I was pregnant with twins, that I still had weight to lose before I started gaining weight in my pregnancy. So I was like, you know, screw that racket. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Even, even somebody with an eating disorder that's like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're right. I need to lose weight before I start gaining it again. It, it didn't, I knew that it wasn't healthy. So I left, but I did spend the next two and a half years, like really, really in the food. And, um, during my pregnancy, I was all the way up to 185 pounds. Um, and, and then after my pregnancy, I did some kind of radical, like new trendy, this is how you lose weight in X month, number of days, things that are not sustainable at all. And so I did lose weight and started gaining it again. It's, this has always been my story, kind of losing weight. And then I gained back twice in this, you know, twice as much in the same amount of time. So that is what happened for me. And I ended up going to, um, just being terrified of that and seeing this pattern again so blatantly going to eating disorder treatment um, and and an intensive outpatient program. And that was the first time that I, you know, that was not for me mostly, but I will say that's the first time that I've seen my weight maintain for like six months. And and I lost a few pounds, but mostly it just, um, it maintained. Uh, And I was totally terrified when my insurance changed and I couldn't stay with that program. And I knew that I had to come back to OA because I was really at a low. I was really, really scared of myself and couldn't trust myself. I knew that there were elements of anxiety and depression, but I also had recently done some um, neurological testing and found out that I had ADD and OCD and a personality disorder, which I think is actually not a personality disorder. That's my time. Um, I'll wrap up. I think it's actually being an addict. You know, it's like a flair for drama. I have histrionic personality disorder and most addicts have a flair for drama. It's not that, it's not that strange that I like to make things big and loud and chaotic and all about me or oh, woe is me. Um, so thankfully, I came back into these rooms, and what I have learned since I came back, it took me about six months to get abstinent again, and I, um, since I came back, I, I have really changed the way that my program looks. I've learned that the way that my disease acts is I can't do anything that's worked before, I can't do it again. It, my, I will not be willing to do what's worked before, so... I have to have sponsors that are creative and partners in recovery, and I have to be super attached to fellows and partners in recovery and have a full schedule of meetings or else I'll forget in 24 hours that I have an eating disorder and I'll get weird and things will flare up, behaviors will flare up. Um, And so I lost, um, when I, so when I came back, when I was abstinent again, I lost a about 40 pounds, and then I stopped weighing myself, um, and uh, until some, either in June or July, I, I saw that I've gained like five or six pounds in abstinence, um, and really quickly tonight before, I mean two days ago before this meeting, I decided that I was going to have to like, 
had 48 hours to like lose those five or six pounds so that I could say that I didn't gain any pound any weight back because who gains weight when they're abstinent? Like that's crazy town. But I know what's going on. Like my portions are getting bigger and it's not the end of the world. Like today I, um, I keep showing up and I have so much support and I actually want to take care of my body and I want to take care of my husband's health and his well-being, not the way that I want somebody to take care of me, but actually the way that works for him. Um, and, uh, I do things like tonight before coming here, I wanted to go to the gym. I like, I would usually shop or binge or do something like that. And instead I went to the gym and, uh, and did an exercise class, and I left 15 minutes later, which is a big faux pas for me. I would never, ever, ever leave a class without leaving, like, doing the whole 60 minutes so that I could get dinner and have a little bit of time for prayer and meditation before I started tonight. Um, And that, like, my life didn't look like, that sounds minor, but uh, my life didn't look like making choices like that before. It was always fast and furious, and my recovery is slow and steady and ever evolving. It's going to be different next week, but I'm so grateful for it. I know that things will never, I can't ever go back to what it was like before. I, we know, we know a better way. So I am really grateful, um, for the opportunity to kind of put those thoughts together for myself, if nothing else. Um, and really grateful for everybody here tonight. Thanks for coming. Thank you.